We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And Sunday. We are live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast Week 7 Edition. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood. Green name Kirk Dees here with my two boys. Uh, finally, the band is back to after back together after a, a week off. Or uh, at the Big T Compound was uh, JSU, um, JSU Rab from Run Pure Sports. Uh, also with my man Bobby Gomes, Bobby Gomes DFS, and uh, we are going to break down this week seven slate. Um, good to have you guys back, JSU. I, I saw that you went there. You got a, you got uh, blessed by Big T. He's picked up another fifty grand or something just for him you know just allowing you to to do that very nice of him yeah yeah so uh congratulations and uh, it looked like a good time uh who are out there playing basketball against people who suck just crushing them you know look look yeah, just, oh, yeah. just dominate and just dominate in the competition as usual you know in jsu fashion you know and we we don't take it easy on anyone you know i don't care if it's his eight-year-old son or, you know, Mangone, who's 31 and, you know, can't really play hoops very much. You know, I, I don't take it easy on anyone. And uh, you got to give it to them sometimes. You got to put them in their place. And uh, that's that's what happens. So, yeah, it was a fun weekend. Uh, finish it out with a little Monday Night Shipper and Showdown. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time. So ready to get back with you boys and uh, hopefully pick some winners for the people. Big Bobby's here. He's been going through some tough uh, personal stuff, but uh, glad to make it make the show here. Yeah. Um, also been cleaning up diapers. I'm assuming I had a nice big blowout earlier this morning. I had to uh, wipe down. Man, it's been getting rough. I don't know about you if it ever gets easier from here, or does it just keep spiraling out of control? It's crazy because right now, so my aunt was in basically the hospital all summer. My great aunt, she just got out and like. She's going to be fine. We're going to, we're working her back, but I had to go to my parents' house and basically help out. And it's just like, like I'm a nurse pretty much, pretty much all last week, me and my girlfriend and the kids. So we're trying to work through it. Uh, But yeah, I think everything's going to be good. So that's the best thing, right? 
yeah, you get a little good karma shipper coming your way and uh, then everything falls into place. So maybe JSU can bless you through the powers of Big T somehow and uh, then whatever's left over, I'll take. I brought some of it back to Mass for us. Well, you got a little water? You got water? You got a yeah, big, I, got, big I tea brought some water? I brought something back for the boys, the the, the Massachusetts boys. Any of the Mass I'll take a little boys. shot of. Yeah, we'll shot. just take a little sip. We'll be good this weekend. I like that. I like the sound of that. Uh, week six, I won, boys. I won, except I won on Yahoo. I crushed on Yahoo, uh, which was much needed. Um, there was a lot of money there, and um, then I thought DK was the most tilting thing ever. I like. I built my lineups with like, I, I wanted to make sure I got Ramondre and he was good. Uh, I wanted Jamar chase. He was good. Um, I had the chalk Carolina D which was good. Um, and you know, I had in order to make the game stat, I wanted that stupid. I keep going back to these freaking Arizona games. So I was, so I game stacked Arizona, uh, Seattle. I had Gino a quarterback mech. I just needed a, below median expert, just a little bit below median performance from, from, uh, you know, Lockett, Metcalf, Gino. And I would have been, you know, I thought I was going to be live for hundred K whatever. And that was just the absolute worst game ever. A complete bust everywhere. And I was so tilted, so tilted. And I know Bobby saw me cause I, cause I, I had, I had all the PMR in the 1500, whatever that the game changer, I had all the PMR and I was like, right there like cashing and then uh was just a, a big disappointment so that that was tilting how'd you yeah, guys I saw your, t- your team look good like Gino that whole situation with the Seahawks Gino for what it's worth like at 32 years old now looks super competent I would say he, I think he looks like a stud it's just they didn't really put it together I was pulling for you they uh, also didn't need to because freaking Arizona yeah. was so bad and then uh and Walker was so good on the ground so Pete Carroll was just so happy to get his running back back in his life. You know, he was. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. It's, it's tough. It's, it, but it is what it is. Like it's the game we play, right? And Arizona it's defense has well. actually been better than we've given them credit for lately. And they just, you know, obviously just after last night with the two, two pick sixes, but you know, they, when they shadow with uh, Byron, who is it? Yeah. He's shutting guys down. Number one, he's he's shutting down number one receiver outside of Olave last night. I think Olave went for a hundred. It's the first one to really. Oh, Olave went for a hundred because at the end of the game, they were playing frigging 20 yards back prevent, like just giving them everything like 10, 15 yards up. So he had like 81 at the half though. He did. No, he was fine, but I'm just saying he got some of those catches at the end that, that helped them get over the top. But Kirkwood, I will say I couldn't make this show, but I did do the up the lock show for the Rump Beer subscribers Sunday all the way up. We go from 1130 all the way to one. And I'm on that uh, every Sunday. And that was one of my best takes of the week was fading the Seattle uh, Arizona game outside of the two running backs, not playing Geno, not playing his receivers, not playing. Not yeah. Well, th- thanks. Thanks for. Thanks for telling me on our show what you you fucking left. On. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry I I couldn't make this show. But yeah, that was one of my best calls. Was actually the Geno fade and the receiver fade, and then playing the Arizona defense on my main team, which I talked about on the show, just because of how popular Geno was. And if you're fading him already, getting more of that leverage by playing the defense, which their defense was pretty good. Uh, I think scoring wise, I think they had like 14 which was great, but 
it just all kind of came together. I did have some Jamar Chase, but unfortunately, I needed a little bit more from uh, Big Gabe at the at the end. I was up there. I was winning. I, I did win some money, which was nice. This oh, week. you missed it though. On our show, I, I was talking about the Gabe fade the whole show. Oh, you you see, we needed to we needed to talk a little bit more before this weekend. We would have had the uh, the complete nuts, but. It, it was still good, though. It was a good weekend overall. I can't complain. Uh, you know, Buffalo doesn't stall out on a few of those early drives. I think it's a, li- a lot better of a weekend. But, hey, we move on. That was one of my best bets, too, was Buffalo. Mine's two and a half. I mean, it was just easy, uh, easy bet. So uh, we, we come, we pick winners, and uh, we'll do it again this week. It wasn't that easy, though. I think it was. Oh, I think- it was easy. They should have won by, like, ten. Easy. They, they stalled out tw- like twice in the beginning where there should have been points. Mahomes, they, they had nothing for the Bills, like absolutely nothing. When were you like as a Bills, were you a Bills better? Did you bet the Bills or did you bet no, the Chiefs? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even bet anyone on it. On, uh, so like, but I'm saying if you watch the game, were you ever like, ooh, the Bills are in trouble? Like at no, any point I, in the game. I was too busy yelling at fucking Geno Smith and DK <laughs> Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and fucking Cliff cliff and Pete carroll and just yeah i think uh, i think well, you, i'm I think, sorry for you kirkwood my I'm friend load on kansas city though yeah and i'm gonna get this out of the way right now um because people were people were were upset that i didn't give the uh the ufc picks but unfortunately for them <laughs> they should have just kept quiet because i gave two losers well one was a loser because he got injured he knocked them down and then he got a freak knee injury. So that fight when he bat, had to like fight with no leg, Nick Maximov. So that one, that was just tilting. But the other one, the girl lost, it was plus 185. It went to decision. Um, I thought she would grapple a little bit better. I, I thought she would, you know, probably lose, maybe lose, but I thought the, the line was just way too, too high. And I, I stand by that. Um, I, Man, that she, Maximoff dude, what a hero for even gutting it out. I mean, he got that injury like in the very beginning of the fight yeah. too. I can't believe he finished the fight. Yeah, like, so that's the the Nick Diaz army, the Nate and Nick Diaz army. Um, so they're all conditioned. Yeah, it, he should have. They should have thrown in the towel. I mean, it was pointless absolutely. for him to go through it. I mean, he was um, getting rolled after that. He yeah, he. I mean, he couldn't do anything. Couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything. I couldn't get up. It out. I think the opponent too, like at the end, like he kind of like he let him. He he just yeah, yeah. he. he he didn't go for the kill on him. He didn't want to like. He didn't like suffocate him on the ground for the the whole round. Like he could have easily done. You know, he it just was stalled out. Point. He held him down and stalled yeah. it out and did what he had to do. He he definitely he recognized the situation. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, but I'm gonna throw some picks. Out. I got one of my picks got uh, uh, canceled. The fight just got canceled. I had a huge position on, but I got one big position on uh, um, Kyle uh, Barallo. Um, this kid is a problem. I, I don't even, I don't even know if I pronounced it right, but who cares? Um, he is an absolute, he's going to be a huge star in, in UFC and he's, he's, uh, he's going to, he's minus 200, which again, is not, I mean, it's chalk, but I hammered it. And I, and I also saw that you can, uh, I did a single game parlay on DraftKings. Um, you can take, uh, him to just have most takedowns, parlay that with him to win, and it comes out to minus 115. I dumped a ton on that. Um, I think he's going to 
this guy, he's take he's gonna be able to take this guy down. Once he takes him down, this guy's in a world of trouble. Um, so that so, that's my so that's my pick. Name? Kyle, uh, what? Kyle, it's C A I O, uh, and okay. it's Baral Baralio. Baralio, okay. Um, minus two. This kid, this is this is the bet. Um, then the other the the three, you know, I'm tempted for the main card. I don't know. You know, they're trying to get me, you know, everything I've done for research wise, trying to get me to bet Islam. The problem is I just love Chucky. I just love Oliveira so much that he's been such a cash cow for me for forever at plus money that I don't know if I, if I can take Islam, but we'll see. Islam is the the play, I think, but uh, we'll see. I think Sean, Sean O'Malley, everyone thinks is going to get killed. I think he has a decent shot to actually win. He's got a huge height advantage. Uh, the other guy starts out, uh, Peter Jan starts out slow. And uh, if this is a kickboxing match for three rounds, he might very well uh, be able to win it. I don't think he'll score well on DK unless he gets a knockout or something. But uh, I do think he's live at a nice price there. And then um, the other one, I'm going to go with, I'm going to bet on Aljamain Sterling uh, over uh, Cheek Dillashaw. Do you like Jan, did you say? I I think Jan is a great fighter, but I don't yeah. like him. I, I think I think the price is too high on there. I think O'Malley is much more live than people are giving him credit for it because it's such a huge step up for him, and he's had some bad luck go his way, like with against uh, Cheeto Vera and uh, in his last one against Munoz. And he, it's also concerning that he didn't – he was like – he fought Munoz, and he was real timid to, like, get going. But the thing is, these guys – Peter Jan takes a while to get going too, and it's only a three-round fight. And if uh, – He's got such a height and reach advantage that if he if he's able to like and he's got great footwork, great speed, if he's able to touch him up and keep keep going around, you know, and it's a big cage out in Abu Dhabi, so uh, I think he's much more alive. He's a nice plus like two fifty or two twenty five hundred. I think he's definitely live for the price. And, and Peter Young, the good point about him starting off slow for sure, but he he has to know like three rounds. He has to like speed it up a little, right? Like yeah, but we haven't seen. But he still did the same thing with Aldo. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, it's you know, it's it's not. I'm not saying that O'Malley's definitely going to win. I'm just saying that the price is too wide, and so over time, you yeah. gotta you gotta you gotta take these spots when they present themselves. But I mean, Jan Jan's a killer, absolute killer. Um, so we'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, so. Anyways, so let's talk about week seven. Um, unless did I give you guys? Did I say how'd you guys do, Bobby? Did you did you chime in? Did I give you your? Uh... I was pretty much. I what about last week? Yeah, did did I? Did... Yeah, so I played Brady. My team yeah. in that fifteen hundred was super strong, but I played Brady, and then Brady just looks washed at this point. It so. was just like every game stack. Any if you stacked any game, it was just like. Yeah. Over, you know what I mean? I had Burrow. Like, I had Burrow a good bit. Now. Yeah, that was the one. That was the one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, neon, neon, Dion is how I won on Yahoo. Uh, for the so I think that situation was like really interesting. If you're talking about like how that slate kind of matriculated throughout the weekend, basically having that news come Saturday, I feel like that's always something you can kind of take advantage of in NFL DFS is when these guys that there's not much content on. Uh, come available around like a chalky piece like Eno Benjamin, just taking that player. There are so many guys around Eno that you could have just kind of pivoted to, I feel like. Uh, so that, that's what I'm going to try to be more attentive to this weekend. Yeah. 
All right, so week seven, um, we got buys, the Bills, the Eagles, the Rams, and the Vikings. So that's, that's some star players right there all on buys. We got no Josh Allen. We got no Hurts. We got no Cooper Cup. We got no Justin Jefferson, uh, no Dalvin Cook. We got – so that we're, this, this slate is missing a lot of that. We've got uh, one game with a with a 50-point total, um, and that's uh, Seattle at the Chargers. Ugh, Seattle. I don't think I can go there again, but maybe I will. Um and then we also have the KC two-point favorites going to San Fran, who just got CMC, and CMC might even actually play this weekend, they're saying, but I don't know. I mean, how much is he going to do? I don't know, but that's got a 49-point total. We've got a nice game um, with Detroit at Dallas. Dallas is seven-point favorites against Detroit, 48-and-a-half-point total. Uh, the return of Dak Prescott, right? So we get to see how he looks. Um could be a good spot for offense. Uh, then we have Atlanta at Cincy. What happened with Cincy last week? They stopped running Joe Mixon into the ground and actually passed the ball. And you know what? They won. Wow. Who would have who would have thunk? Um, anyway, so that that's a game that, you know against Atlanta that with a 47 half point total. Then we got two 45 and a half point total games, Cleveland at Baltimore. Like that game feels like it should should go off to me you know cleveland's defense has been pretty bad against the run and the pass so um i think that could be a decent game and then houston at the raiders 45 and a half i know the blitz is spitting out Derek carr so we'll get into that um blitz always loves Derek carr and then we've got we've got two games in the 30s but uh that's about it for games um i always look at the blitz most in most plays, the ones that are standing out there is the Detroit-Dallas game, um, KC, San Francisco, Seattle, Chargers. They also have Tampa Bay, Carolina. Carolina's in there every week. Carolina's going to look atrocious this week. I wouldn't be high on that game. That game's going to look a lot different than normal. Um, but crossing the, uh, correlating that with the Thorman snaps and pace, you get the same three big marquee games, Detroit-Dallas, Seattle-LA, Chargers, KC, San Fran. All those games uh, project to play at a pretty fast pace. So um, big picture overview. Uh, how's the slate looking to you guys? Bobby, take it away. Yeah, it looks pretty good. You get a chalky Josh Jacobs at the top. I think that's always interesting. Someone, someone you can kind of try to leverage uh, at the running back position. And yeah, with the two, the two totals in the 30s, that's not the greatest. A lot of studs are off the slate, but still interested in getting into it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much my overall look of it. What's, what do you see, JSU? Yeah, I mean, the Seattle uh, Chargers game, I think, is going to be very popular for good reason. Uh, Justin Herbert had a really, really rough game, I guess, last uh, last time out. So, uh, But he's still going to get some ownership. I think if he had, like, a big game, though, the ownership would be higher because it's just the matchup in Seattle. Um, and Gino coming off the – First kind of big stinker he's had in a little bit, I think, uh, from a fantasy perspective where everyone was on him and he didn't kind of come through, and he's still cheap. So quarterback's going to be really interesting on this slate because there's other guys too. Joe Burrow in a good spot against Atlanta. Dak Prescott coming back in the almost like one of the two or three nut matchups in Detroit. A reason is is because Detroit's defense is terrible, but their offense has been able to move and they're, they're getting help this year. They, they're getting, getting help exactly they're getting the, the health back too with like st brown and some of these guys so that's one thing but like then you get dallas who's a stout defensive team and honestly looked 
in my eyes, pretty good against Philly. Philly was the better team. I thought Dallas played admirably, honestly, with Cooper Rush at quarterback. I thought their defense played a lot better, especially in that second half. They, they did the best they could, and, you know, they kept it, you know, pretty close. It, it could have easily went very sideways after that first half, and they, I think they did a good job kind of keeping it somewhat somewhat close and at least in, in you know, in range of distance to, to maybe do something. But, you know, the Eagles are definitely the better team overall. Now, now they get Dak back, though, for Dallas, so we'll see how much that improves them. Uh, you got some other cheap guys. Mariota looked okay last week. Um, you know, Lamar is going to be – I think Lamar and Justin Herbert are the two quarterbacks at the top people are going to play. I don't think as many will play Pat Mahomes. I think it will go those two and then Pat Mahomes for ownership. But, uh, yeah, it's a, definitely a very interesting slate. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's start it off. Uh, running back position, then we'll go to quarterback, lead it over to wide receivers. Touch on our tight ends before we give Bobby Gomes DFS the defensive segment that everybody is here for. So um, running back, uh, Bobby's already already started it off and mentioned this. Um, we've got Chalk Josh Jacobs. Um, now, full disclosure, Chalk Josh Jacobs went absolutely ham. The last time he was chalk the, uh, the other week ago against uh, against Denver, um, 37 and a half point fantasy points. Now, the thing with him, they're playing Houston, who's 29th in DVOA versus the run. So it's a great it's a it's a good spot. Um, home favorite again. Nice spot. But it's man, it's the usage. So first of all, he's week five. Uh, basically, the last two games, he's about at 81 percent snaps. Um, he's averaged 29 and a half touches the last two games. I mean, the, the usage has just been insane, right? Like 28 rushes against Denver, 21 against the, the chiefs in a, in a, in a spot where you're normally passing a ton against the chiefs. Um, he did have five receptions and five targets, uh, against them. And the week before that in Denver, he had six targets and five receptions and the week before that against Tennessee, six targets, five receptions. So he is being, he is a three down running back pretty much. And, uh, the usage is there. So this, to me, this seems like good chalk. Um, so I'll let you guys tell me how to handle that. I mean, personally, I think there's a lot of running backs on this slate that are going to be popular and are good, honestly, chalk pieces. I think you just got to make your stand on some of them and go as heavy as you can. Um, and you got to fade some of them. Like last week I faded, for instance, I, I thought there was a lot of similar thing i thought there was a lot of really good running back plays so i I faded stevenson and on the outside looking in you're gonna say well that's that was a pretty bad fade like he he got there but he barely got there he barely got there and he got there at the end i don't know why he came back in on that third down i I don't know if you guys watched the game but like they were up it was you know there was only a couple minutes left in the game they were right around the uh the, the eight yard line or some five yard line, wherever it was. And uh, the Harris kid, the, the, the kid they brought up got the first two carries first down, second down. They, yeah. They, I, and I was so happy. In, and then so he happy. bangs that touchdown in for, for but you know what? Them, and but that was goes from 16 to like 25 or whatever he had. And that was justice that. for him getting snuffed two times earlier. He got stuffed a few times yeah. <laughs> for sure. Like he, he got stuffed a few times, but I'm just saying though, 
you got to make those plays. Like, you can't just play every single chalk play on the slate. So those are stands you got to make. And sometimes you're going to lose. Like, at, at the end of the day, that probably hurt me. Now, I, I didn't lose money at the end of the day, and I didn't have him on one single team. So I was still okay. But it just goes to the point of we got Josh Jacobs pushing 30%, probably. Who knows what he gets up to. Now, I will say the last time he was chalk, he came in at 6% in the million maker. So just keep that in mind. But you got Leonard Fournette, who's going to be probably popular. Kenneth Walker, who's in a really good spot against the Chargers, who really struggled to stop the run. Damian Pierce on the other side of Josh Jacobs against the Raiders, who I think is also just really talented, and he's going to be somewhat popular. Uh, the guy I like the most, though, and I, I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, but I think the top running back on the slate is Austin Eckler. Uh, and he's 8,300. I don't know if that kind of keeps his ownership somewhat in check. If he comes in between like 10 and 15%, though, I would love Austin Eckler at around 10 to 15% in uh, one of the two or three best spots on the slate from a matchup perspective, you get Seattle who besides against Arizona, they have not been able to stop the run all year and they're getting killed. And if somehow that becomes a back and forth game where Eckler's involved in the passing game as well, you could just see the massive ceiling that someone like Austin Eckler could have. Now you have the downside of if the chargers, you know, whoop them, they could pull them, you know, after two and a half quarters, of course. But at the same time, Seattle's shown a lot of this year that when teams are scoring on them, they can put points up and keep it interesting. So I, I really like those two running backs in that game. I like Kenneth Walker on, on, on the Seattle side, and I like Austin Eckler. I think either way the game shakes out, both of these running backs get there because they're both used as runners and pass catchers. So to me, it doesn't matter who gets up. Like it, normally you'd be worried sometimes if you have a running back, maybe like Damian Pierce and the other team gets up because, you know, maybe they throw a little bit more down the field. But when you've got pass catching running backs, you don't worry about it as much. So I think those are my two favorite plays at running back with the ownership included, like the, the popular running backs. I, I really like those two guys. Sorry, you said Eckler and you Walker is the other one? And Kenneth Walker, the, the yeah. two in the same game. Because I, I really believe it doesn't matter how the game shakes out as long as it's not it's just not a complete blowout one way or the other. I mean, they're both in great spots. You know, the, the Chargers 22nd DVOA versus the run, um, Seattle 21st DVOA versus the run. Like you said, the passing, it's all the, the passing work that uh, Eckler gets that just makes you feel so comfortable. And I have to think that it a lot of these – a lot of his, you know, big games and 10 receptions in his last last game against Denver. I have to think a lot of it is because Herbert isn't, you know, with his rib injury or whatever. I just don't think he's fully healthy and able to, like, chuck it the way that that he should be. So I think that only helps Austin Eckler. Um, the matchup is really strong. He's also fourth in red zone touches. It's the target share, though. He's got a 20.5% target share, which is massive for, for a running back. So – I mean, he's he's the number one running back right now in, in fantasy, so uh, it's hard to, to really say anything bad about him. Um, Kenneth Walker looked awesome, was uh, explosive. Um, the the Chargers uh, have allowed the fourth most fantasy points per game to running backs, so 
Pete Carroll must be drooling over this this matchup here. So yeah, I like both of these guys. What do you think, Bobby? Yeah, I'm I'm in on Eckler. I think that's a really good call. I like Walker. I think JT is interesting at eight one, right? Like he's JT. We're getting him versus Tennessee. He's a guy that I think is going to be significantly lower owned than he probably should be. And just for that reason, uh, I'm going to try to be in on JT this week. I know that offensive line has been absolutely brutal, but what can you do? It's I, I just, I'm, it's just a bet on talent for me. And then AJ Dillon, uh, I think he's going to be super cheap. He hasn't really broke out yet this year, but this Green Bay offense, if they want to get going, uh, I think they're going to try to get go, get Dillon going on the ground. It's a good spot versus Washington, so I don't mind going to him. Those will be two off the board plays. In terms of Josh Jacobs chalk, like, I think it'll likely be under. Uh, you have Swift there. Swift's coming back. He's at 6'5". I think it's an easy pivot off. He's going to be lower owned. He'll probably get steamed up throughout the weekend, but he'll still come in under Jacobs, just playing him over Jacobs and probably playing him where uh, Swift's ownership uh, is for the field is probably how I'm going to approach it, I think. Um, yeah, and then Damian Pierce in that same game with Jacobs. I, I don't mind going to Pierce versus Vegas. I think that's just like he, he's he's 6'4", Jacobs 6'5". I think he's someone I'm interested in in terms of getting different. I think you can make that play going to uh, Damian Pierce. Um, that's kind of it for me at running back. So one thing we've talked about is two chalk running backs this week who are good running backs um, who had massive games against Denver, right? And then we have right here in this range that no one even touched on yet, but is in that range, Brees Hall at 6,200 at Denver. I mean, it's tough to – if you just watch – he, I mean, he passes the eye test. He is electric. Um, he's good in the in the passing game. Um, it has a big play upside. Um, why not? Why not uh, use him this week? I think I think Brees is definitely in play. Like I, I skipped over Brees, but he's at six two. I was on Brees with Tom last week. Uh, I just think he's in a really strong spot. I don't mind going to him versus the Broncos. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he he's definitely someone. Like I have him, I think third. On my list, like with price included uh, against Denver, Denver's tough to throw on because they're so aggressive, but they can be ran on. And on top of it, sometimes they're too aggressive to the point where you get those like pass interference calls that put you down in, you know, the the goal line and red zone situation where then the running back kind of takes over. So uh, Denver's in shambles right now. I think the Jets win that game too. Like that was, uh, I think Bruce Hall is a great spot, especially if you think the Jets could be up in this game and win the game. I, I definitely think you should be on Breeze. Um, I got two more to touch on. Well, so one looks like Joe Mixon's going to be pretty chalky at seven seven K. Um, he's just right outside of that top three. Is what I'm seeing for ownership. I mean, he. What are your guys' thoughts with him? Because I just think like, it's, since he would be dumb to just try to feed him again. Right, like I mean, first of all, it, it's it's much better passing matchup for for Cincy, and uh, would much rather just see them air it out again because I mean it actually worked when they start throwing the ball, and you know that their offense is you know they have so many freaking passing weapons with Jamar Chase, Higgins is is healthy, all signs are that he's completely healthy this week. You know they still got Tyler Boyd, um, Hayden Hurst, so they they have a lot of passing weapons. So I'm I'm on the fade mixing. But should I be looking at it the other way? 
I mean, I don't really like Mixon. I think Bobby gave the best like pivot off of someone like Mixon, which is Swift, right in between Mixon and Josh Jacobs and Pierce. I think Swift for tournaments makes sense. He's always got that kind of big upside. And if they're trailing, which I think a lot of people just assume Dallas is going to win this game. And so you assume Dallas is probably up a lot of this game kind of sets up for a guy like Deandre Swift. Now I don't know what they're going to do from a workload perspective, ease him back in, which kind of worries me, but he just has so much like big play ability that, you know, like six, eight, I think it's, I think it's fine. As long as he comes in, in like the 5% rate. Like if he gets steamed up to like 10 or 12 or 15%, I won't like the play as much. I like him if he's going to be in that like single digit ownership, which I I think he will be, but you never know as we get, it's still Friday. So as we get to Sunday, you never know, you know, you know what I'm I'm, I'm scared of. I kind of feel I, and I'm not, I'm, I I don't play this guy is that I feel like it's going to be the Zeke troll game where he's just going to fall in the end zone like three times or two times and, and, and smoke us uh, for six K, but I, I'm not going to be playing him personally. You guys have any interest? I don't mind him. If you're correlating him with like St. Brown and you think Dallas is going to win this game, just because a lot of people are going to play CD going to St. Brown seven, one, and then running Zeke back. It's kind of leverage off of CD Lamb. Yeah, I'm not on Zeke. I can't play him on a main slate uh, where he's going to get ownership. I I would assume. Oh, is he getting? I didn't even realize he was getting. Like, if he's double digit ownership, I he's going to be like ten percent, you know, or something. Like, I just can't play. Like, if he was going to be like five percent and it was lever, like uh, maybe, but he's six k. There's so many good running backs like that are going to come in at like fifteen percent, right in his range. Like, I would just play those guys. I can't play Zeke. Speaking of good, more on the passing game. Speaking of good running backs, you know who's freaking real good? Who I hate his timeshare though is Travis Ian. Bobby, I think you called him last week. Travis Etienne. He almost Uh, he came out firing, and then he just yeah totally went away. He just does. He just it's just that split is just it's just too much. You know, I mean, he had forty six percent of the snaps. Robinson forty three percent of the snaps. Um. But he is electric, man. If they just keep moving him up, 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 like, I mean, he's got massive big playability. He just looks so damn fast and good out there. I really like it. I really like how he catches the ball out of the backfield, too, catches it with his hands. He looked a little nervous in the first couple games, but he's. it looks like he's coming into his own now. At least they're like his role seems like it's starting to get ahead of James Robinson. Where in the beginning of the season it looked like James Robinson was ahead of him, and they were slowly bringing him up. It now looks like they're slowly moving towards him getting more and more work, which I think is, I think is uh, you know good for him fantasy wise. And I think eventually he's eventually he will have one of those breakout games where he just breaks off a big play along like in the beginning of the game. And has you know twenty plus fantasy points, and he's still cheap, like to the point on DraftKings where you can play him. I think. I think I'm going to be super overweight in MME looking at that price tag and just trying to get ahead of it on ETN. Um. All right. What I mean, if I I keep seeing, if I whenever I see Nick Chubb at under like three percent projected ownership. I'm definitely interested. 
Um, I know he had an awful game last week, and I, I don't care. I, I like that. I mean, so it just sets up even more to bring his ownership down. I mean, he like like we've said in previous shows, when he has gone off, like when this guy has a good game, he can break slates. And you're playing him because of the ownership discount and because people don't play him because of the timeshare and everything. You know, I think that this this Ravens-Browns uh, game could pop off. And if that's the case, uh, Chubb at under 3% ownership, or even if he gets to under 5% under ownership, like sign me up. I don't hate that call at all. I feel like this is the pro Nick Chubb show. We always talk about. We always, yeah, I think all this. I, maybe the only it is people. true, though. If you're getting – he's another guy. Like when you're just getting the ownership discount, you know he has the ceiling. It's just it sucks when he loses, you know, goal line work to Kareem Hunt. It, it sucks, but – that's the risk you take in playing Nick Chubb. So, yeah. Is it not like the easiest common play, though? No one plays it just because everyone's so projection-oriented and he, his ceiling is so massive. I, just being, I don't understand why more people aren't there just because just of the projection. And, like, and Bob, for the way you play, like it doesn't take a lot to get overweight, right? No, not at all. So, so um, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, ahead. I was just going to say, like, if he comes in at 5%, what do you get? Like 15, 20% and you're 4X the field pretty yep. much? Like That's what I'm trying to Yeah, pretty much. Um, is Dante Foreman going to become chalk now? So this is it's Friday morning when we're, we're uh, doing this show. Um, last night, the CMC trade went down to uh, San Francisco. So it's going to be Foreman and Chuba Hubbard um, battling it out. But they're both min price, right? They should be. Um, Foreman is... Chuba Hubbard forty five hundred. They're both cheap. Are these guys going to become chalk? Is one of them going to? Is there one of them better play than the other? Any takes on this? I like Foreman. I think Foreman showed a lot last year when he was backing up uh, Henry. It's a tough matchup versus the Bucks. If he is at four K, I could see people gravitating towards him and getting getting steamed up just because of the price tag. Um, it's still a tough matchup though. I think you have to weigh that, kind of see where everything settles at the end of the weekend. Uh, I think personally they are going to give Foreman the first chance pretty much. Um, but I do think in the end it's just going to become a split pretty pretty much is how I see it, where Chuba and him end up splitting most of the work. Maybe it's 55-45, whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's close enough. But, hey, they're cheap. You know, if you see – I don't know, maybe Hubbard gets I, – I actually probably like Hubbard more because he's $500 more, but he's still really cheap. And I think everyone's going to play Foreman over Hubbard. So uh, I think his ownership will go up as the weekend goes because we just kind of got that news about, like, what their plan is. So I do think Foreman will get some ownership bump. But at the same time, I don't think Chuba is getting any ownership. So – I think I'll take the guy with no ownership. One more thing. All right. So we've talked about Zeke and his ability to troll us, right? Like with falling in the end zone, could be a good play at lower ownership. Um, maybe he's getting a little too high of ownership if he gets steamed up. But like the Detroit defense is bad, right? Who has the big playability between Zeke and Tony Pollard? It's Pollard, right? Like he's the guy, he's the electric back that could bust off a freaking 80 yard touchdown or something against this this defense so why aren't we we uh talking about him i think that's a super sharp call on pollard he's getting zero ownership he's at five seven 
It's in the yeah, dome. The problem is he could go for a 70-yard touchdown and then they still go back to Zeke. That's yeah. the tilting thing about it is they should it's just, annoying. But. It should just be Pollard, right, like at this point. I, I just don't know why they keep doing it. should have been Pollard last year. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe the year before. Yeah, I don't know. It's wild. All right, anybody we're missing? I mean, Brian Robinson got a lot of touches his second on a short week uh, on Thursday night football after playing Sunday went from nine attempts to 17 attempts, more of a rusher, but I do think they just want him to be the guy. Antonio Gibson is going to get just completely phased out eventually, I think. And he's just going to be the the man at 5,500 depends on ownership, but I think he's a guy that, if he's going to be low owned or not get as much ownership, I would have a little more, uh, a little more like interest in him than a guy like Tony Pollard, who I just, uh, I just don't think they're going to give him an, enough to be like that guy. But I think Brian Robinson has a chance to like get in the end zone twice, like literally. And it's what we want. Yeah. So, Thank you for pointing this out because if you look at Green Green Bay, 32nd in DVOA versus the run, um, they, they've allowed the highest rushing success rate in the NFL, um, 27th in rushing yards per game. They're right at the top there, like the, the most explosive runs allowed. Um, yeah, man. I, I, and plus that – him coming out to uh, 50, uh, Randy Men. Which that was so was that real or was that yeah they played it i love how kirk just tried to jam out on the show just to just get a little just put his head down just bob a little bit i liked it we might need to make that a segment um but anyway i mean how can you not root for the guy right i think Uh, they want him to be the guy he is the guy he is the guy and what if 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 they could if green bay lays up another stinker which they've just been like what is their deal? I don't know, but this, that, I mean, I'm looking at projected ownership of under 2%. Um, like, I love this play. And, and, and you got to think with Heineke back in it, he's going to quarterback, I think, right? Because uh, no when. So with Heineke back, they're going to want to just try and run the football as much as they can, right? Like they're going to want to try and, you know, beat Green Bay, kind of control the clock if they can, keep Rodgers off the field you know, keep Heineke in third and shorts and, and, and really just try and pound Green Bay because Green Bay, like you said, they've struggled to stop teams running the football. And, yeah, I mean, I think it makes some sense, especially if you think Washington can hang in this game, which I do. Cause yeah, I don't they're know at what, home. Yeah, I don't know what from Green Bay makes you think that, like, really, like, they're stomping on any team right now. They're, they're in a mess. Like, after I'll, I'll... Denver – like they're in next in line right now. I'll play that with Bobby if Bobby gives me the okay. Deep Bobby defense. Uh, I'll play that with the Washington defense. A little correlation there. <laughs> Twenty five hundred plus a cheap. You can't give there. defensive takes till the end. Don't be spoiling right. for the people. Till the end. Yeah, you're spoiling. Just give me a hint. Give me a hint. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Okay. Oh, Thank you. It's in play. Um, all right. Uh, so that's running back. All right. Let's move it on over to quarterback. Um, well. I'm showing that Gino is going to be the highest owned. Ah, I don't know if I can do it after last week. <laughs> Guy just ripped my soul. Um, but uh, he's going to be the highest owned. I get it. 
it's uh, a great game environment. Um, and you know, he, they've, the thing is, is that they, they haven't, the, the chargers have been much, uh, much worse against the run. Right. And like, so it's just, this just screams like a running game to me, like where they just use Walker more and Gino like is more of just of a game manager in this game again. And he's not like, they're not letting him rip like they were in the very beginning because people weren't expecting that and whatnot. So um, like, and like Bobby said, I don't think Gino didn't play bad last week. They just didn't do it. They just, they, they just totally didn't target, you know, they didn't have to do anything, but really run the ball. I think it was just the game and how everything kind of broke down. He looked good. Like, he didn't look any different than how he looked in the first couple weeks. They just – the game plan kind of went away from him. Um, Then there's Joe Burrow, who I love. Um, You know, keep passing, go. Light it up. Like, that's what this offense was designed to do. He had 35 fantasy points, 37 attempts last week. He threw for over 300 yards, three TDs. That's what I want. He rushed for a TD. That's always in play when they get down there. with him then there's Derek Carr which I'm not really a big fan of um, unless you're using it as the leverage off Josh Jacobs and just playing the passing game which I do get but I just think that this is going to be a running game against Houston at home as a as a favorite Um, interesting to hear your takes on that then there's Herbert there's Dak there's Lamar and then there's Bobby's favorite Mr. Tom Brady Um, what do you what do you guys what are you thinking at quarterback this week uh, JSU Yeah, I mean, I think there's some good options here. Just looking at the top, I'm going to be super overweight on Eckler. Now, I could could do that and still play Herbert because Eckler is one of those guys. He can easily catch touchdowns. Like, so I don't think it's something where you need to fade the quarterback. Um, But I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to end up playing it. I might play Geno this week. I was off Geno last week. My my thing with Geno is – you have to be confident that the team that he's going against can put the ball in the end zone. And I do. I feel confident. Even though the Chargers struggled a little bit last time out, I do feel confident this is like a bounce-back spot against Seattle where they, they're going to be able to throw, run, and you know kind of clean some stuff up against the Seattle team, which will force Geno to have to throw. Like you guys said, he was not really forced to have to just – score points they they were up and they kind of just rode that to that to the end but i think in this game they're gonna be forced i think the chargers bounce back here and score some points and 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 score some touchdowns and uh i think gino has to reciprocate and i think he will i think he will bounce back so this will probably be the first time all year i play gino smith which sounds gross um all right i'm back i'll play him All right, look at that. That was easy, Bobby. I only had to talk for like a minute and a half. That was that was easy sell. Uh, other guys, though, that I'm looking at, Joe Burrow for sure. I think you can look at the – my only issue with Joe Burrow is I hate playing guys that just go off for the ceiling nut game the week before after kind of having some not-so-great fantasy games for most of the season, and then you play him after he had the best game. So – I think I'm going to be in on Joe Burrow receiving options. I don't know if I'll play Joe Burrow, though, just for that factor of he literally just had, like, his best game of the year. Who knows if he tops it, but, like, 35, 36 fantasy points. Like, I don't love playing guys coming off of that. So I'll probably not play him. I think Dak's interesting, especially if you're fading Zeke. 
um, and you think Detroit can score a little bit on uh, Dallas, which I, I struggle, but at the same th- time, I think Dak comes in lower owned than Joe Burrow, um, lower owned than Herbert, kind of these guys at the top I'm looking at. I think Brady gets around the same ownership, maybe a little higher, but um, I think Dak's interesting. And uh, who was the other guy I had? Um, oh, Lamar. I, I agree with you. I think that game could shoot out, Kirk. So I, I will definitely have a little bit of Lamar. I think he's the guy at the top I'll probably be exposed to out of those top three. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just such an easy stack with Andrews too. Um, is yep. uh, ba- is Bateman back? I think he was supposed to be back this week. Um, Pretty sure he, he's practice and limited. I think he's gonna. Pl- I think he's gonna play, or he's gonna have a good shot to play this week. And Andrews has been banged up, um, and they're saying he's possibly in jeopardy of missing. Um, that might be give you a more reason, even if he does. Uh, play, that maybe. makes, I mean, Isaiah likely would be Smash. a really good cheap option. If uh, um, I even think Josh Oliver would make some sense too, just because they play a lot of two tight end, you know, sets. So both. And even if he's out there, if he, if he's hurt, maybe that helps a, a guy like Bateman. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Uh any interest in uh, in Bobby's guy, Tom Brady? Definitely not. That game is just going to be gross, right? That's I'm back in. Gross. I'm you're back, back in. Yeah. Says you're back. You're going to play PJ Walker? No, I'm playing Brady. I so you're going to play Brady. You're going to play Brady stacks, just onslaught Brady stacks. No Brady Panthers. and Evans. I don't have to run it bad. Okay. Brady Evans Fournette. Why are we not like the flop lag is there? I think squeaky wheel narrative with Evans. I, I, it sounds disgusting. I just decided I was going to do it within like the last five minutes too. I just, it's just because I, I don't want to be like one of those guys that I never, I don't just play my guy. Like I'm not one of those guys that, Oh, I need to play this guy because I, 
I'm a fan. Of, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's those are the worst takes. But no, maybe, like, maybe you're pot committed is what the feeling. That's yeah, what, that's what I think. I'm maybe I, maybe after last week, I could have just – the thing is, like, I played Burrow too. I just – I had been slamming Burrow. I should have just slammed Burrow last week again. I I, I don't know. If I'm going to get Brady low on, get, get Mike Evans, the thing is Brady looks so bad. Like, he didn't – he looks atrocious. I, that's pretty much my issue. Um, but yeah, he's going to be not owned, and I can play Evans. I don't think Evans is going to be too popular. Godwin's always popular, but there are weapons there. Fournette in the game script that he has, like maybe this is the Brady the, week when everyone's just totally off. Uh, the only the thing that I can see is that they're they're who is going to push? How is Carolina going to push Tom Brady? Like, how are they going to? Yeah, I don't think. He, I think his motivation is that AB's banging his wife. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't think we can say that. I don't, I don't even want to say if that's true. I don't know. But, like, yeah, I think it's going to come eventually where he's going to end up popping off. So, yeah. We didn't. That, and right? we didn't. We haven't even mentioned Mahomes. I like Mahomes. I like Kelsey a ton this week. Like, why are we not? I know San Fran is. We didn't even really hit on like the CMC situation enough. I feel like, but well, we don't know if he's playing. We don't know if he's playing. Yeah, yeah. You want to and like they one. they do like such they have like crazy design stuff. You would think it'd be a little hard for him to pick it up from day one. They'll probably just get him settled in and do some easy some easy runs with him. Maybe some easy easy screens. But um, I, I, would, I agree. The scheme's gonna got to be a little tough to just learn off yeah. of that. Like. It's like one cut and go, though, right? Which I think he's fine with. He's I fine think he'll with be it. good at it. I'm just saying from a playbook perspective, they might give him like 20 plays, though, honestly. Just like get your feet wet, nothing too crazy, simple concepts where he can just go out there and I think get right. touches. I think that's how it's going. I be. hope he doesn't play. I don't want him to play. I, I think the best play on the slate for tournaments is Debo. Debo. I love Debo. Me and JSU think you like so much, dude. Debo, uh, so listen, so so the way the Chiefs play defense, they're super aggressive. They love the blitz. I think that's a huge mistake if you do it against a guy like Jimmy G because the one thing Jimmy G can do if he can get the ball out, which he can get the ball out quick, and in San Francisco schemes this a lot is getting the ball to their receivers and letting them just kind of make the play. And Debo is like the best at it in the world. Like literally the dude breaks like six tackles on one run. So if you blitz like that, he's going to have to literally beat one man and he's gone. Like, so I think they have to be really careful about how aggressive they are against Jimmy G. So if they don't do that, then some dude's getting peppered for like 10 plus targets in this game for San Francisco. And I think it could still be Debo, but if they are aggressive, like I think they will be just cause that's their style. It's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to change your, your style of play just for like one simple, especially defensively. You just, you, that, that's the way you do it and you go for it. I think the chiefs and uh, spags, they're just going to, they're going to blitz. And I think that's a mistake. If Debo gets the ball in space, it, one move and he's gone. Like, I, and I think it yeah, happens, he, so. he's, he's a yak monster. Um, yeah. he, he's so good. You know, not only, I worry about him with McCaffrey going forward. Like that was like my biggest worry about him, but like, I don't, I, I agree. I don't really worry about it this week. I would think that um, they're still going to, you know, play with the, the guys that know their system. 
Um, and I think the, I mean, they're the Chiefs are 28th DVOA versus the pass. Jimmy's going to get that ball out quick. It's going to have to. They're going to have to score. Right? You would think Kansas City is going to be putting pressure on them to, to move back and forth in this game. So this is perfect spot for Debo. So I, I love him. Plus, I mean, he's he's got a great – it doesn't feel like it, but he's got a great target share. He's got, he's close to 30% target share. Um, he's third in yard after the catch. Like I said, he's a yak monster. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill is, is another yak monster. Um, for obvious reasons for his speed, but, um, you know, Debo is right there in that conversation. So, um, and there could be a real increase in passing volume in this game because they have to. So, um, yeah, let's go Debo. Let's do it. I, I played him last week on Yahoo. It did my main lineup. It didn't really matter that he, he had a subpar game. Um, cause I had neon Dion baby. Um, all right. Uh, who else? So that that's quarterbacks, right? Like I'm going to keep it simple. I think. I mean, I, I love Lamar, like you guys said. I think that game could pass out. You know, he's for, he's still first. He's the rushing king for quarterbacks. He's first in rushing yards. The problem is he's second in rushing attempts. Um, he's third in rushing TDs. That's the problem is he's not, you know, it hasn't correlated from the the, 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 the touchdowns of this season so far. But I think there's massive uh, variance upside here, uh, for touchdown regression potential, where he could just, you know, have one of those big rushing touchdown games, especially in this matchup against Cleveland. I mean, we all – died to play not not you because you you faded him but every you know the reason that Ramonde Ramondre was such chalk was not only the role but was also the matchup uh and this is this is Lamar is the best running back in the game he just happens to be a quarterback um so I'm in um and uh I don't want to get like too cute I don't think there's any reason to get too cute with anyone else like I don't I'm not going not touching Matt Ryan I'm not touching Davis Mills not touching Daniel Jones. I could play a little Mariota. Um, Trevor Lawrence is dead to me. Guy <laughs> cost me a lot of money a couple weeks ago. I'm also I'm too too bitter to go to go back there. Aaron Rodgers has looked like shit. Um, I tried to give him a little love last week when you know and people were were giving me flack about his uh, his thumb injury and whatnot. And you know I, I maybe I give in at this point because he looked pathetic. Um, but you know, a part of me still thinks that, you know, he could go off, but I think I'm, I think I'm good at quarterback with just, yeah, I mean, goal. I think, I think Mariota makes a little bit of sense. I worry about his like ultimate ceiling because they just don't throw enough like Atlanta, like even in close games or when they're still the volume from throwing isn't there, but he always has the rushing upside, which is nice. So I think if you're looking for someone outside of Geno Smith, he's one. And then, I mean, if, if you think if, if you love stacking Dallas and you're playing like CD and Zeke, I mean, you have to think Goff or somebody's putting up points, right? Like if you're playing a multiple Dallas, I, um, I can't play Goff against that pass rush. I, I can't either, honestly. But I'm just saying in my head, like thinking out loud. I know it's like I like CD, we like Swift, Zeke. we like yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown, right? We're gonna name all these weapons. We'd probably play Hawkinson, you know. Yeah. It's like and. uh we don't like the quarterback. So it does make sense that, that we, we should like it, but I just have visions of uh, him getting sacked after sack. The thing with uh, it is, is Dallas's defense. They're just so aggressive. They, they jump routes. They just, it, it could bite them in the ass. You just never know like the way they play, but they're so frigging good. And Mika Parsons is an animal. He's just the real deal. Probably the best player in football, honestly. 
Um, all right, let's move it on over to wide receiver, who we're going to be pairing in our stacks, who we also like just the standalone plays or small skinny um, stacks. When, when I say that, I mean like just correlate like one wide receiver with like a running back from the same game or a wide receiver with the opposite wide receiver uh, from the other team. But uh, anyway, the chalk CD lamb is going to be chalky. And for good damn reason, uh, first of all, they're playing uh, Detroit 31st DVA versus the pass. You know, teams just erupt against them. He's the only player uh, to have a minimum of eight targets in every game. He's actually putting up decent numbers with Cooper Rush. Now he gets his main guy, Dak, back. Um, also, their team's getting healthier in general. You know, Gallup is now back, has been playing. So their, their passing game is healthier. Um, he's first in target share in the league. That's impressive, 33 and a third percent. Um, and uh, Detroit has been giving up a ton of deep passing, and Lamb leads all Dallas uh, receivers in deep targets. So this is like a smash spot for – for CD Lamb, but uh, it'd be interesting your guys' takes on the ownership, you know, because he is going to be north of 20%, may may steam 30, even higher potentially in, in uh, smaller, small, or a small field, higher, higher dollar, single entry stuff, and three, three max and whatnot. But how are you guys playing CD? Yeah, so I think CD's probably a good chalk play if you wanted to pivot. You can go to Amonra. He's only 200 more. He's in the same game, 7,100. JSU hit on Debo. He's 500 more or 600 more. I think he's very in play for in terms of like trying to get different. Uh, DK Metcalf, everyone's going to play Lockett, I think. You can just go to Metcalf in that game that we like, the Chargers and uh, Seattle. So I think that those are interesting uh, pivots in that situation. Not even that you have to pivot. Like I probably field CD. Um, but just guys around him that I like. T. Higgins is going to be someone who's going to come be pretty chalky. I can still see Chase getting some steam too. So I don't know if I, I'm going to go right back there, but I understand why that game is going to be as like Atlanta. Atlanta defense has been pretty good, right? Like they haven't been uh, completely underrated defense. Completely underrated, exactly. Yeah. So I don't mind staying away from those guys. Brandon Cooks. I, I at 6K for your run backs in Vegas, they'll probably be everyone's favorite run back while he's showing the ownership that he's showing, but I think he's probably fine. 6K is good chalk too. So I don't know. I think my favorite pivot off CD would be a Monroe. The, the thing about Jamar um, is that, you know, he's going to get shadowed by AJ Terrell, who's been very good in shadow coverage. It just screams to me like this is such an easy T Higgins spot when like people kind of like forgot about him because Jamar went off and he w wasn't really healthy last week, but, and he had to gut, you know, gut his way through that game. Um, but like all the numbers scream Higgins, especially, and then you throw in the fact that Chase is going to be shadowed. Um, so Higgins is going to be my guy this week. So unless you guys talk me off of him right now. No, I get that. Like it makes sense. It's kind of reflecting it in projections. I think Higgins is going to be chalky, but. I get why, like he would, why you would play him for that reason. Uh, so I don't mind the Higgins call. Yeah. So I got a few takes on this. First of all, I kind of love if he's going to be shadowed by anybody because the more the worry more for me is what teams have been doing, which is rolling coverage over to his side to like add a add help, pretty much keep that safety over him, which is where he struggled a little bit and where some of the play calling has obviously hurt him too. 
Um, so he has to have those like big plays after the catch because it's tough to get those down the field plays when you have that type of rollover coverage with the safety and stuff like that. But if he's going to be shadowed and the Falcons do play a lot of man-to-man and if they're just going to leave their cornerback out on an island, which I don't know if they will, honestly, I, I wouldn't, but uh, I don't care who it is. I'll take Chase and take my chances if that's the case. So um, I definitely like Chase. I, I get playing T. Higgins, though. I just I think that Chase is just such in, in such a good spot. It's tough to look over him. And then I do have a take with uh, CD because my favorite receiver is actually Michael Gallup for Dallas. And I, everyone's going to play CD. He's probably going to be like 30%. And I get why, but Michael Gallup is 5,100. I think he's six cam FanDuel and he and Dak have good rapport too. And he's someone who he's always been able to get down the field, have big plays down the field, down the sideline. I think CD is more likely to rack up a bunch of receptions, but like Michael Gallup can make big plays down the field. And if he's not going to get ownership, I'll take my chances with him against this Detroit team where they're going to have to most of like, they're going to definitely focus more on CD than anyone else on, on that uh, team. So Michael Gallup's going to definitely get a lot of uh, one-on-one and I think Dak's going to take shots. I think one thing we're going to see for sure is Dallas let Dak be aggressive. Just sh- sh- try and show him off. You get Detroit. He comes back after a lot of people were talking about Cooper rush and you know what are they going to do and obviously cooper rush lost to philly so everyone like closed that and just said oh dex you know way better now but like prior to that game everyone there was conversation like what do they do if they win like what do they do with with Dak or cooper rush so i think Dak's going to want to go out there and kind of you know show that that he's still the guy and it's a good spot to get come back for against detroit so i really like gallup that was in, let me add to that. That was in my mind when I said that Lamb, you know, leads Dallas in deep targets, but that's because Gallup wasn't hasn't been there. You know, he's been injured. And you know, Detroit is 30th in DVOA versus the deep ball in general. So I think that's a really good call, um, Gallup, because he he is their deep guy, you know. And he's been used that way in the past. So like yeah. why why not? Um, especially if you're getting the ownership discount, there's a pricing discount. They're just, you know, discount in general. I, I think it makes sense just as a leverage play. Um, I really do like too another guy, uh, Amari Cooper, who I doubt will get ownership, but look at like, look at his work. Just the last five games, he's had 10 targets, 11, four, 12 and 12. Like that's a lot of targets and it's besides that game against Atlanta, which I'll, I'll call that a fluke one, but he's been getting work and 20, 20 plus fantasy points in three of those last five games. He has a ceiling. He's 6,100 against Baltimore. I said, I like points in this game. I think, I think there is points scoring Baltimore's aggressive at times and Cooper I always have said this. I think he's one of the best route runners in all of football. Doesn't get enough credit for how good of a route runner he is. And uh, it's just, he, he, that means he's open a lot. Like you got, obviously you got to have the quarterback to get him the football, but it, it shows you from what I just read, just those targets alone, they're trying to get him the football and, and, get, and get him out in space and get him making plays. 
And uh, I, I think it's a really good spot at no ownership um, for, for the most part anyway. So I, I really like him um, as a tournament play. Yeah, I like it too. Um, there, there's a lot to like with him. And that game, you know, the Baltimore's defense is kind of under, you know, they, they were terrible in the beginning, but they've kind of straightened things out with their, their passing attack. But I think, I mean, he's the, he's the wide receiver play in this game and the game that we both said that we like to go off or it has a good chance to go off. So uh, yeah, I'm on board there. What do you got, Bobby? We got, we got a Jets receiver down too, right? Elijah Moore's out. Good, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, he's not going to play there. He's not, he can't play after coming out and demanding a trade, right? No, that's what he I mean. was at Bright. They already ruled him out, though. They did rule him out. I think they already ruled him out. I'll double check real quick, but I'm pretty sure I saw something about him already being ruled out. Let yeah, won't play. The coach said he won't play in week seven. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no way he should play. Like when you sit on the bench and pout like Robbie Anderson or you demand a trade, just no way coaches should be playing those type of guys. So just get get rid of them. But I, you know. Again, Denver's not a team I want to pick. It's it's crazy because like they're not a team I want to pick on, but they do have cheap options, so it's like tough not to look at them. One other guy I wanted to get your thoughts on because I think he's just nasty. So I I want to get you guys' thoughts because I think he'll be someone as long as he can stay healthy that'll be like in play a lot. Um, but Wandale Robinson, he only played like twenty three percent of the snaps last week. I think that goes up a little bit. I think he's just good too. Like I think he's just really good. Plays that inside role too, which I like with Daniel Jones. What do you guys think about him? I think he's still cheap too. I think he's like in the four K range. I like. Yeah, I don't mind going there. Uh, Shows the explosiveness. They kind of lacked that prior to him uh, really coming alive last weekend. So I think they're going to utilize, continue to utilize him. Kirk, you have any thoughts there? Two two worries, right? And you you alluded to it. Is first of all, his his opportunity hasn't been great. He you know his, he only had twenty two percent of the snaps. He only ran eleven routes. Uh, he split the slot role with Richie James, so that's so his usage is concerning. However, no one's going to play him for those reasons, and maybe he showed enough. Um, you know, that he looked electric, electric, he got in the end zone that maybe that he, they increased his playing time, like a competent team would do normally do, but uh, we don't know that. And the only other thing is, it's like, I just have a feeling this game is probably like really gross and, and, uh, and slow paced, but yeah, I mean, I would like to be optimistic on him. I think the talent is there. Like you said, um, ownership is going to be non-existent, right? That's what I mean. Like from an ownership standpoint, I think he's got a chance to have his role bump too. Like yeah. you said, I think there's a very reasonable, reasonable possibility. Cause listen, they drafted this kid. They, they don't, they're not going to give all season Richie James, the spot over him, like all season, it's going to flip. And if you catch it on the right week where it does flip and Wandell gets 60% of the snaps and Richie gets 20, I mean, he's a great play. Like or he start he starts off with like a forty five yard touchdown and then he gets massive uses the yeah. rest of the game. They don't have anyone that's, else. That, that's like, how you win a millimaker, you know. Yeah. Yep. 
Not that I know. Mike Only Evans. We Bobby knows. And Bobby should say that, not me. Yeah, Bobby should. Me, me and you can't talk when it comes to Millie Makers. You guys will be there eventually, I feel like. But Mike, you want to keep talking about Mike Evans? I thought you were talking about Mike Evans is 69. Mike Evans is a good play this week. Oh, 69. I, I might have to play some Mike Evans I mean, at yeah, 69. I mean, he's right. the, I'm, I'm always in on Mike Evans. He's the alpha. It's like, okay, we can play Godwin. No, we can play the alpha. Yeah, play the alpha. I, 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 all right, I, I can I can be sold up, and he's a good pivot if you're not playing CD Lamb. CD, so, yeah, exactly. So I, I like it, Bobby. I, I, I'll come on board for. I'm not playing Tom, but I'll play Mike Evans. <laughs> Feels so bad. Tom's saying Tom. he's never retiring. He's not even thinking about retiring now. Good, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. The only reason he was thinking about it in the first place Giselle. is because of one person. Exactly. Yep. Women, women, man. Um. All right. Any other uh, plays? We hit yeah. on Debo at the prior to even getting a wide receiver, so I feel like we don't have to talk about that. What's What's up with like this the the Carolina situation with all these guys? Like DJ Moore gets nothing. Baker Mayfield. Uh, I don't know what's happening with. He's not going to play. It's going to be Walker again. But DJ oh, he's not going to play. Yeah, but DJ Moore is going to be the guy. Yeah, they they said they're gonna too, they're they, building around him. They said that he's the the piece to build around going forward, so he's not touchable. DJ oh, Moore. DJ not. Moore. Yeah, I think that's what I read. So they said something about Steve Wilkes said like on Wednesday, I think it was like Marshall and Chenault look good, and they're both gonna play and play a little bit. Like I I, I don't love it because I don't love PJ Walker, but I really do like Terrence Marshall as a talent like I always liked them he played on like those LSU teams with like all those good receivers too didn't he like what wasn't he from that wasn't that where he came from I'm pretty sure with like all those guys like I don't know if he played with Chase or if he played right after I can't remember but I think he played with some of those guys either Jefferson or Chase one of those two on LSU He's like a he's super talented I, he must just not be like good in practice or something there's a reason why he doesn't play. Maybe it's the quarterback play that they've had recently. I did see him get targeted by that backup late in that game. So No, but that Smith kid was playing over him all season. Uh, Robbie Anderson wasn't. Robbie Anderson wasn't that great. Like, I just don't he, – he, there has to be a reason. He has to just be terrible in practice or something. Well, the yeah, McAdoo said Terrence Marshall is going to see a lot of opportunities moving forward uh, once, once Robbie Anderson left and with uh, CMC gone. Um, 3,400 crap quarterback, good defense. Positive game script. It's a positive game script. Yeah. And he's 3,400. What does he need to do to, to get you over the, like, again, this is more like a Millie maker play, but like, I don't know. I think, I think he's super talented. Like, uh, that's, that's, that's how I see it. But, um, yeah, it's just another. Play. We can we can move on from the wide receivers if you guys don't have anyone else that. Uh... Yeah, let's go to tight end. Well, we've got the easy tight end one is uh, again I prioritized. That's who I had in my lineup too. I had Andrews. Um, I prioritized him. Seventy four hundred got a little bit of a price increase against Cleveland. He's first in target share. It's basically him and Kelsey are like all the tight ends for production. They're just it's either. They're, one of them's either first or one of them's either second in like basically every single category, target share, touchdowns, uh, 
receiving yards, you name it. I mean, the only only worry is is that he's seems like he's legitimately um you know questionable, but uh he did return to practice today. I'm just reading. Uh, today is Friday. Um, so I think uh he should be a go um against the Browns. So I think he's an elite play. And then Travis Kelsey, no one's gonna Travis Kelsey ownership was kind of shocking to me, but it's just because it's like the marquee, it's like a mark one of the marquee games, but he is 8K. You know, that is tough, tough to swallow. Um and tough to build this week in general because we don't have like tons of glaring uh, running back value like we did last week and, and whatnot, unless uh, these Carolina guys get steamed. But, you know, that's kind of just like forcing it because who really wants to play second rate running backs against Tampa, you know, especially in a timeshare. So like that would probably be bad chalk if they get steamed, um, but whatever. But um, and then there's guys like Pitts, if you want to say, you know, you can chase him every week. Uh, he did get a touchdown last last week, which was massive for him. Um, he's only 4,300. George Kittle is still kind of getting a little bit more usage and usage every week. He got 10 targets, had eight receptions, uh, 83 yards, didn't get a touchdown. at 16 fantasy points, which is good. Give throw a touchdown in there, and boom, you're off and running, especially at 5,300. Um Bobby's boy, Cade Otten, uh, in play F with a, a nice, nice piece to stack with his boy, Tom Brady, and those Tom Brady stacks. Right, Bobby? Brady stacks going to be the ship where you guys keep shitting on Brady. Are, are you going to do Mike? Uh, no, do, Mike, do F, are you going to throw Cade? Do I Brady's need to do be the guy a, uh, Bobby, do I need to do a Brady, Evans, Otten, Terrence Marshall, and Chuba Hubbard stack for all the, all the money? Like Foreman, I think you could at most one the Panthers. You don't want too many of those guys hitting your stuff, but Bucks are putting up forty this week. Bucks are putting up forty this week. Ah, oh, God. Okay. Ladder that team total. Then we should just be firing that team total. Seriously, drive to, drive to New Hampshire. I'm probably going to be driving been. there tonight. It's the lowest it's been, and I seen a tweet earlier. It's the lowest it's been. All right, uh, but what about uh, Brady in like five years? What about um, the uh, the Broncos dude, uh, Dolcich? How do, how do you pronounce his name? The guy from Dolcich. Uh, yeah, Dolcich. Yeah, I mean, Albert O, uh, healthy scratch last week. I mean, he it's clear he's the guy. We all knew that on Showdown. Everyone played him on Showdown. But, um, you know, he did have a touchdown. He was wide open for another one that they, they missed. Um, but uh, – He's twenty five hundred still. They didn't get. They didn't fix his price because he was on the the island game. So uh, he's going to be massively owned, don't you think? Yeah, I mean he should be very chalky. Him, Kate and I think will be two of the probably most popular tight ends, just because everyone likes the punt tight end. So you know, just from that standpoint, looking at it. You could just spend up just to be contrarian, just to say, you know, screw it, I'm going to spend up because I think it will be a little different. Um, I don't I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with that spot because I do think, like, Dolchich is good. Um, and I do think that Auten is just in a good spot because Brady just peppers the tight end. Like, you saw it when Auten was the guy a couple weeks ago. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. He's just going to – He's going to get the football. He's going to drive methodically down the field. And, you know, that's, that's how he does it. So um, 
I, I do think that both those guys are in good spots. But Dalton Schultz, I think, uh, is a good pivot. Dak loves him. He's another guy. Like, if you're not playing CD, um, maybe play a little bit of Dak. And I will amend your statement about everyone playing Dolchich. He was 12% owned. Uh, so not everyone played Mr. Dolchich. Well, I did. Uh, Oh, I did too. That's that's. Oh wait, that's when you won. You got the fifty. You got the fifty. The fifty. That's squad. right. He was a hero. He was one of the heroes on the the JSU squad, um, for sure. But I just, I was like, wait a second. He wasn't. He wasn't popular. He was like twelve percent. And he was, he was in higher stakes and like the higher stakes, like smaller field stuff. He was definitely. Yeah, he was popular in higher stakes because every projection site after what's his name was ruled out started yeah. hitting him. But yeah, earlier in the day, I think he. I think actually Randone had the Dulcich call. He did on our show. Randone. Yeah, Randone talked him up. Randone, yeah. sneaky sharp, I'm telling you. Sneaky sharp. Everyone hates him. Yeah, he him. knows his stuff. Knows Randone his stuff. definitely knows his stuff for sure. He's another guy. We get we get him on the shows whenever he's uh, available. He's a good dude. Comes on our shows every once in a while. Sharp guy. So, uh, yeah, he, he had the call. It was a great call on the show. And, uh, yeah, he was a winner. But – I think that Schultz is a pivot you could go to. Um, he's like 3,600 or something. I think that you could play guys like, I don't know, David Njoku, I think is 4,200. You could play him. Um, I'm trying to see what the price tag is for uh, – because the guy who looked pretty good to me, and he's probably more of like a Millie Maker play because – no one's going to play him. There's no way. But Donald Parham is actually good. Like, big tight end. They use him in the red zone. Like I said, he's more of like you want a pivot at the tight end position that no one's going to have. I think he's a guy in Millie Maker formats you could look to. He splits with three other dudes uh, at tight end. But he's a guy who gets valuable looks third down in the red zone goal line. I think he's someone, as long as he's still cheap, I want to make sure what's his price tag. He's 2,700. So, uh, oh, he didn't practice though on Thursdays in concussion protocol, maybe. So make sure you check out on that. Cause I don't know if he's going to be in or not. If he's out, then Gerald Everett becomes a better play. Noah fan caught my eye because I was getting so tilted. They kept like hitting him on like uh, quick routes. Um, at 3,100 in that game is probably a good good spot for like a you know a leverage play in that game. On the other side, um, I just what about don't like, trust that they're not going to get the ball to DK and lock it again this week. Yeah, like if you if you think that though, then Noah Fant's a good play, right? You know what I'm saying? Yep. But I don't know. I'm trying to see here, who else? Uh, Maybe Hawkinson. Is he is he cheap still? Like no, he's he's, he's going to be low owned because he's forty eight hundred, and he's but he put up a nice one fantasy point against New England. Darren, Darren Waller, another guy you want to keep track of because if he's out, um, friggin' enough. Uh, if Foster Moreau is in and he's out, that's another guy who you could look to twenty eight hundred. Uh, Raiders, you know. Again, there's going to be. I think there's going to be a lot of cheap tight end options we're going to look at. Might spread the the tight end ownership out though a little bit to where you just play the one you like the most, right? Where's Kelsey? 
Like, what's his ownership at? It's low because he's 8K. I got the the play of the year. Who, little revenge, little re year? revenge play of the year. Little Evan Ingram. Oh god! Oh no! <laughs> He's been better uh, for what? Ten targets two weeks ago. Six six targets. I'll last give you week. a better. Just play Hayden Hurst. He's a better revenge play. I wasn't. Even, I didn't even think of that. And you know what's good about the reason uh, – so Burrow, you know, stunk when he was being pressured for like because their offensive line is having so many problems. But Atlanta's 32nd in pressure rate. So it just makes me – it just screams to me that they're just going to be – like if they're smart, they just keep their, their foot on the pedal and pass. Screw Joe Mixon. Like he's not, he's not doing it, getting it done. Jamar Chase, Higgins, Hurst, Boyd, they'll get it done. I like that call. Um. Robert Tanyan had a big game. Big Bob had a very nice game last week. Yeah, Damn he's right. another guy. All right, it's that time. It's that time, boys. Everyone's favorite segment, the Bobby Gomes DFS defense segment. JSU will give one play. Bobby will give his multitude, uh, multiple plays, his favorite plays, and uh, and we'll ship all the money. So how, how are things looking on the defensive and this week, Bobby. Let JSU go first. No, no, no. This is no. Your you're going segment. first. You're going no, first. No, this is no, this no, is no. Your segment. You have to go, first. Bobby. That's you're the going rule. First. No, 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 no. You're going first. You're going first. Why? Why? I want to know why, Bobby. Why am because I going you, first? Because you skipped the show last week. You're out having fun beating wow, me. He went there. He went there. So, so what does that wow. mean? So you, you, you get the, I, don't want you, you to, I don't want you to take All right, this is what we'll do. We'll take. do it by height. Whoever's taller between the two. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, for once. No, my shortage helps first. me. Oh. Kirk, you go first. What do you like? I don't know. Right, I haven't well, even given just, this much I'll just thought. pull up ETR and do the defensive offensive <laughs> line mismatch. And All right. Well, I'll, I'll do it's, it. it. Okay, I already oh. gave the play, actually. Com the yeah, the Washington. Low, low like Washington, Washington Commanders. I like the commanders. Now, Rodgers isn't going to – it's not going to be that difficult. Right? I don't know. You don't know. I'm going to go with the Lions. 2,300. Against the I Chalk. Mean, like, you play it versus the Chalk. That's bold. That That is bold, I will say. I mean, like, I do think the Jets for the price are probably the best defense, but for a low-owned defense – Think you could play someone like the uh, the the Giants or the Raiders. I think both of those guys they're they're cheap. They're going to be low lower. Well, the Giants are cheap, twenty nine hundred. I guess going to be low owned. How do you not play, play the Bucks if you have the money? Because I'm not paying thirty nine hundred for yeah, that. I, it is true if, though. If you have the money, I know. It's you like I, I'll, I'll not, I just will always spend the money. Well, the Jags versus. Uh... Daniel Jones. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I think all those deep like for me, I think I'm gonna definitely be spending down the Falcons. Oh, here's one. Twenty four hundred. Like if you're not playing bar, you can still play like I don't know if I would play Chase on those teams, but they don't need that much at twenty four hundred to get there. And their defense has been like not terrible in making some plays. So what yeah, about this I one? Definitely down. What about the Titans against Matt Ryan, who is so bad under pressure? 
Yeah, I can get on board for the Titans. I just don't like. I definitely just don't. I want to make sure I'm not spending up too much at defense. I think we're gonna want the salary. I think the Titans. Titans is like the limit. It's like three k. You know, you got yeah. hundred Jets, three k Titans. You could you could make a case for the thirty one hundred Jags. Like even the Bucks, like they're they're in a good spot, but I think people are gonna pay up for this spot. Like I, I don't know, if people Poor like if, if people weren't doing we it, but if people weren't doing it, I'd be more interested in it. I think well, you could you could also right? play you could also play the Cowboys at four K. Oh God, yeah, they're four K. Yeah, yeah no, that's why down the sevens because they're four K. Giants, Giants could be in play against the Jags. Yep, I said the Giants. I like that. Oh, you did. Sorry, that's all right. Yeah, I mean, good segment, Bobby. Yeah, me and JSU just killed that segment, and <laughs> Bobby, I think you guys killed a lot of the segments. Today. We just owned your segment, your own segment. We just owned you. We got you. Got to come back stronger next week. I want a full. <laughs> I want a full like five minute breakdown of defensive segment from Bobby Gomes next week. I want to hear you say like talk. adjusted sack rate, adjusted yeah. pressure. Rate. I want to hear like all these things. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, you have to include uh, all these meaningless, meaningless. Yeah, yeah, tidbits get the people going. All right, we've done. Oh, we got to do our favorite stacks for uh, uh, single entry, small field. Or single entry, big field, a single entry, and uh, Ford Millie Maker. Uh, take it away, Phil. Bobby, lead it off this time. Bucks. No, no, Bobby, you can go last. I'll make JSU. We'll, we'll, uh, JSU will go first. Play. I mean, that was the yeah, I can, I can just, I can just, the Bucks are the, we're taking the flop line with the Bucks here. It's coming. I'm pot committed. Like oh, Bucks. you admit you're pot committed. At least you admit. I, I went in last week. Like I just, I, I, I thought it was going to come last week. Brady vengeance. It. You can't I hate to say it, but I nailed it. The Brady only vengeance. because I know how it feels. And I, when JSU took took him thirty seconds to sell me back on to Geno Smith, even though I said I'm never doing it again. Um, uh, top, uh, top stack as of now. I think I'm going to go Baltimore Cleveland game. I think Baltimore. You play Lamar. Play one of his guys. Bateman or Andrews, whoever's in, and who knows, maybe Andrews gets ruled out or, you know, he, he practiced Friday. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he plays, but you never know. So play one of those guys with them and then run it back with like Cooper Chubb, like someone like that. Like I, I think is very, very interesting for tournaments. I see points in that game. I think there's points on both sides. I'm going to give two chalky ones. Cause I don't think that, Ownership really matters this week for quarterback. Like I'm seeing like pretty spread out across the board between like six or seven guys. So I don't really care who I, I just want to take the guys I like and I like Lamar and I think I'm going to play him anti, you know, hope that maybe Andrews is a little bit more banged up and that we get a big uh, Bateman play in this game. And so uh, I'll play that and, uh, I'll either run it back with Cooper or Chubb. Um, you know, it obviously will be easier to do it with Cooper uh, because of salary constraints. Going to be pretty tough to make a Chubb and Lamar lineup. Um, so I'll do that. And the other one I like, I like Joe Burrow. I mean, I think they're going to stay. I know it's chalk and whatever, I, but I think I'll play him with uh, T. Higgins. And uh, I don't even know if I'd run it back with anyone with like Drake or anyone from Atlanta. I, I don't even. I don't think I need a run back to be honest with you. No, you don't um, need to run back. 
So run back, so run backs are play, out. If you play Bateman um, at wide receiver and don't play Andrews, you can you can make a team work with Nick Chubb and Cooper in there, and Lamar is your quarterback. Like I yeah. just plugged it in. You can definitely make that work because then you plug in like a punt defense, and you plug in a cheap tight end like, like Walker. Let's, let's and just plug chalk, in any cheaper any chalk cheap at tight running end. back. Like so, so I, so I the cheap say, it'll be Dulcich. It would be Dulcich. Yeah, so let's just say you plug in like Kate Otten or Dulcich, whatever it is, twenty five to twenty seven hundred at tight end, right? Just plug them in, and you put in Nick Chubb, Cooper, Bateman, Lamar, and uh, uh, under three K defense, right? That leaves you with around fifty eight hundred for the last three spots. You yeah, can you can, you get, can build you could something. Get, you nice. could get you could do chalk running back. You could do Walker and freaking. Uh, and and yeah. Jacobs, and then yeah. then you need like a cheaper wide receiver play, right? I like even that. think you could take out the cheap tight end and play Andrews in this build if you wanted to. Yeah, I still think you have enough. I'll play around with it. Yeah, I I'd play around with it. That's an interesting build, though. I do like it though for tournaments. Um. All right. So that's a wrap. That's where we're at. All right. This all has right. been the RG. Run Pure Sports Collaboration, Roto Grinders, Run Pure Sports Collaboration, uh, Tournament Takes Podcast, Week 7 Edition, and we will catch you next week for Week 8. Thanks.